0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. You guys can see me, eh? Great. Can we just have the front of house lights just down a touch? That's oh, now I can see you, and you're all beautiful. It's great. All wide awake. Who's glad they're in church this morning? Great. Welcome to church if you're new to church. Uh, my name's Will. I'm the pastor here, and it's so good to have you. It's our prayer that God meets you this morning, or you meet God this morning if you don't know Him. He is a loving God. He loves you so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on a cross to take the penalty of our sin so that we can have relationship with Him again. I know that might be a hard thing to understand in just those two seconds, but He loves you this morning. And I I just get more and more excited all, all the time When I just continue to think of God's love and what I've been redeemed from. And so uh, everything we are as a church, uh, we want to encourage you this morning. God loves you. Uh, And today is a new day. Uh, Even if you've been a Christian for a long time, uh, I want to tell you God loves you this morning. Uh, He loved you yesterday morning. He loved you yesterday at lunchtime. He loved you yesterday in the evening. He loved you in the night. He loves you this morning. And I, I want to just just make sure you you know that God loves you, Amen. Uh, because it's just nothing like knowing the love of God, and and I know that He wants to do some stuff this morning because I, I just been feeling the Holy Spirit talking to me, and uh, I pray that He helps. And I just I just know that God's gonna do some do some stuff in us. Is that good? Are you expectant this morning? I pray you are. Um. So uh, is, uh, this is the second message of an unofficial, untitled series that we're doing, but we're just talking about heart and soul. Heart and soul is a theme for uh, all over the whole year, but uh, we've just been talking about sharpening up as well, sharpening up in our spirit, because we can then sharpen the other people around us. Um, Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. Uh, as 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 iron sharpens an iron, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Uh, that's not the that's not the rough. Um, it's it's the encouraging sharpening. It's the it's, it's the sometimes less enjoyable, but most of the time enjoy, enjoyable. And I believe this morning, just God wants to encourage you. I want to be your friend. Is that all right? Yeah. I, I, can I be your friend? Uh, I like having friends. Um, and so I'm just believing for that this morning, and, and I know that God wants to move, and so we're going to get into it. This, this is the foundation. We talked about this last week, and it's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Grab that in your Bible, turn to it. Um, if you go to the middle of the Bible, and if you find Psalms, which is spelt with a P, uh, turn right just a little bit more, and you'll find Proverbs. And then um, if I say uh, 14, which is the chapter, which is normally the big number. And then if I say um, 30, then you find the verse. But it's 4, verse 23. Okay? <laughs> just making sure you're listening. So just helping you out there. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. There's many translations of the Bible. They all say the same thing, but they just articulate it just slightly different. Uh, they all, It's the Word of God. Amen. And so here we go. Guard your heart above all else. Above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Last week I shared and talked about how when we put the wrong stuff in, the wrong stuff comes out. Uh, we know about that. You know, Has anyone ever uh, talked about how you, know, you put petrol into a diesel van? Mm, not a good idea, because one, you'll blow the engine up, uh, and you're just not going to get the output that you, that you really want. But we can put all sorts of things into our heart and get the wrong response out. And I want to continue that this morning and talk about guarding our heart. Because out of it will determine the course of our life. Uh, let's, let's be honest, we can lift our hands this morning. Even Anyone ever got grumpy before? If you have not put your hand up, you're a liar. <laughs> now I've just called you a liar and you are grumpy. <laughs> all right, so you just, but we've all been grumpy because something's got in. Maybe we've even flown off the handle, lost our cool, got to a point of what the heck, how the heck did that happen? Um, I'm not going to ask for hands up on that one. You can keep your hands down. Uh, but there's lots of different things. But normally we respond because some stuff happens. And this morning, I want to be a person that responds in a godly way. Who wants to be a person that responds in a godly way? Amen. Amen. The problem is, is the devil wants to push us to the, the max so we don't respond in a godly way. And then what happens from there is the devil's plan is when we respond in a non-godly way, he throws shame on us. And then shame will suffocate us saying, you're unworthy, you're useless, you can't stand up to, to the, the perfection that God designs. Now, God doesn't desire perfection from you. He desires just you to walk with him and work with him. God wants you to journey with Him. He loves you so much. We are not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. The only person who was perfect was Jesus Christ, and He came and He died on a cross, gave His blood for us, took the penalty of our sin, and that redeemed us to, to the love of God uh, to to the to re- salvation in Jesus, not the love of God because we can't be we can't run from the love of God, and so. I want to just share a few points this morning because I really believe God wants to do some heart surgery. Amen. (laughs) Last week we had some heart surgery. And in fact, even away just at our T2 overnighter, man, it was just a powerful, powerful morning. God did some amazing stuff, just a real vulnerable, tender heart. And that's our prayer that we continue that this morning because I know that, uh, that, that God is everywhere and He's here. And and it doesn't matter if yesterday was yesterday, today is a new day. And in fact, even if you were ministered to yesterday, I know God wants to do a new thing this morning. Uh, because uh, I got ministered to, but He needs to minister me again. And, and He'll need to minister me again and again. And, and anyway, are you good? I want to share a couple of scriptures that I, I put up last week. The guys don't have it. But I just want to share these. But just talking about our heart. So guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That was Proverbs 4, 23. You know, um, why do we need to guard our heart? Because stuff gets into our heart. Listen to this. This is, this is amazing. Proverbs 14, verse 30. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit further this, this morning. Um, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a, a, a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. That was Proverbs 13, 12. Um, uh, other areas, again, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 7. Extortion turns wise people into fools and bribes corrupt the heart. See, so our, our heart is a very important uh, part of who we are. Our heart is... Is where we carry our, our mind, will, and emotions. Everything flows out of the heart. And so I want to share some things. I think we need to turn in our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 3. And we're going to look at an amazing person, amazing man of God. If you're there, say, got it. right so 1 Kings chapter three and we're going to read from f- five onwards but um so this is this is the story of, of Solomon now Solomon was King David's uh, son uh, and King David is the David who killed Goliath right and so long that's, that's, that's the David that we're talking about. but we, And then he has this son called Solomon, and, and, and King David dies, and he leaves everything to Solomon. He's, he's now leading. He's the king over all of Israel, he's, he, but he's a young person. And, and let's listen to, to this, because this is amazing. I think if we're to learn how to guard our heart, this is one of the greatest things that we can ever ask for. Are you ready for this? Let's read. Okay. So, 1 Kings chapter 3, and it might come up on that. There we go. Awesome. All right. It says this now, O my Lord, from verse 7 God has made uh, me king instead of my father, but um, so David, instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Here we go. This is, this is it. He says this, Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong for who, will, uh, from who by himself is able to govern his, this great people of yours. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice, and and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you have asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else had or even will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and f- f- fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And, and it goes on. You know, when it comes to our heart, I reckon one of the best things that we can actually do is first determine what we want in it <laughs> uh, that is, you know everyone you know when when you go to McDonald's, what's the first thing you do? you order. When you, you determine, determine what you want to receive, you determine what you want to eat, you determine what you want to consume. When you go out to a, a restaurant, what's the first thing? Can, would you like to have a look at the menu? Do you know God has a menu for your heart? God, we, we can determine what we want in our heart. We can ask God for what we want in our heart. Now, now, just like in the natural, when you go to a restaurant, you ex- when, when there's something on the menu, you're going to put the nice stuff, right? All the broccoli and carrots on the sides, they can stay on the side. <laughs> we don't need them in life. Just having you on, all right? And right? You're all the nutritionists. But, uh, but we do need vegetables. We do need the good stuff. But it's the same with God, and Solomon got it right. He asked God for what he wanted in his heart. I don't know about you, but I reckon we've got to get to a point where we ask God to put stuff in our heart. We ask God to receive stuff into our heart. We've got to det- determine what we want in our heart. Uh, I, you know, And Solomon just determined, you know what? What I want in my heart is I want to... Have a governing heart. I want to be able to lead these people in the right way. I want to be able to lead these people into a place of freedom. Uh, I don't want to be able to lead these people from a hierarchical point of view and a dominating point of view and telling people off and and all that. He wanted a heart that was going to come underneath people and lift them up and lead them into the into a place of the promises of God. As a church, as, a, as an individual, I want to say this morning, you can, you can order off the menu of God. You can order uh, the best things in life uh, from God this one, He's got a menu ready for you today. But we've got to choose for ourselves. Like when in Joshua is commissioning uh, the, the army and he's about to die, he says, choose for yourself who you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, I'm deciding who, what my house is going to do. We are going to serve the Lord. But we, we've got the ability to choose. We actually have the ability to choose, and we'll go on in a little bit further. But I think it's amazing. We, if, you, if you read further down in First in Kings, and as it comes to this first altercation of King Solomon. Uh, that he has to bring wisdom over. He's got to make a decision. And I haven't got this for the team, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read it quickly. It's in verse 16 of chapter 3. It says, Sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king to have an argument settled. Please, my lord, one of them began, um, this woman and I live in the same house. I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were all alone. Uh, there were only two of us in the house. But, they ha- ha- but her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. Then she got up in the night and took my son from beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dear child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her. And in the morning when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son at all. Then the other woman interrupted. It certainly was your son, and the living child is mine. No, the first woman woman said, the living child is mine, and the dead one is yours. And so they argued back and forth before the king. Now, then it says this. Then the king said, let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours, and each say that the dead one belongs to the other. All right, then. Bring me a sword. So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, cut the living child into two and give half to one woman and half to the other. Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child and who loved him very much cried out, Oh no, Lord, give her the child. Please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right, he will be neither yours nor mine. Divide him between us then the king said, Do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is the mother. When all of Israel heard this king's decision, the people were in awe of the king. Amazing situation. Uh, and this, this is the first recorded bit of wisdom, I guess, after following on from the heart of Solomon, asking God, I need an understanding heart. He had an understanding heart. And what did he do? He went for the heart and the decision. He's like, I'm going to figure this out because I'm going to prod the heart of the mother who loves this baby. And just amazing how God gave Solomon what he desired, what he asked for? God wants to give you this morning what you ask for. I think we've got to put a demand on God today. We've got to put a demand on, on ourselves and our heart. Let's be, a, let's be a person, let's be a Christian, Let, let's even open up our hearts this morning to say, God, I want you to fill my heart with this. Man, what would it be like if, if, if as godly men and women, we had this heart of Solomon? You know, the church has been bagged by the unsaved for, history, for years because they've had a right to do it. And I'm not saying we're going to be perfect, but if we could say to God, God, give me an understanding heart for every situation, maybe the response that's going to come out from us could be different. It's a supernatural grace that God wants to give you this morning. He wants to put an understanding heart into your spirit, but it's up to us whether we want to ask for it or not, we determine what goes into our heart. We determine, and so this morning, guard our heart above all else, for it determines the course of our lives. Is as this, this good as this helping. Yeah, right. All right, come on let's let's put let's put the right stuff in our heart, and we're going to keep moving. All right, all right. I want you to find in your Bible Galatians chapter six. It's actually chapter five. there? All right. Galatians chapter 5 is, is, is almost uh, our heart written down on paper. It's, it's about our heart, what goes on in our heart written down on paper. And so let, let's read, let's read. Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 to 26. And it says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants you to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us the desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly figuring, uh, f- uh, fighting each other. At other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are uh, directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, um, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins, uh, life like these. Let me tell you again, I have before, like I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, we look at that scripture, and it challenges me. I don't know if it challenges you, but it, you know, for some of those areas, I'm doing all right in. I'm doing okay. I'm not saying I'm perfect in it because uh, never say you're perfect in anything because you'll get tested in it straight away. But there's some of those areas I'm doing okay in, but some of those areas I'm not doing good in it at all. And if we were honest, probably we could probably have the same response. And, and I really believe this morning that we've got to challenge ourselves to get the right order from God. We've got to say, God, I'm tired of feeling like this. I don't want to feel jealous. I don't want to have to deal with this envy. I don't want to have to deal with, um, you know, outbursts of anger. He's like, I'm just getting serious in here. Well, yeah, I, I, want, I want to encourage you to live a life holy for God live a life for Jesus, to know that you can do this, you can get through it. I don't want to live a life quarreling. I don't want to live a life and with with selfish ambition. I want to live a life for Jesus. I want to live a life that can love people. Now, for those that have known me for a long time, they know I need work. (laughs) A few few giggles down the front. but the, the problem is, is I know you too. <laughs> but the greatest thing is that God knows you. And I'm not here to judge you at all. We all make mistakes. We all we're all we all fall short of God's glory. But I want to determine what goes into my heart. I don't want this stuff going into my heart. I, I I'm gonna determine, you know what, when those feelings come along, I'm not gonna let them get in. When when anything like that comes, I'm just not that's not that's not getting in. Because what goes in grows. It will grow. Your your soul is fertile. You know how someone offends you and you think about it for the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and, the next day and then it's growing. It's growing. I don't want to let offense get into my heart. I don't want to let jealousy get into my heart. I don't want to let envy get into my heart. I, I I celebrate every time I see a Ford convertible Mustang, nineteen sixty seven, drive down the road. It's like Lord, let me be friends with that person. <laughs> I'm not going to covet their car, <laughs> but I celebrate with people who who are able to have those those things that I like. But I'm not going to get jealous over it because all it's going to do is lead to a bitter heart and all it's going lead to lead to is self-destruction. So let's keep reading this scripture because this scripture just gets better and better and better. Um, verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Lord, on the menu this morning, I want self-control. Lord, I want, I want, a, I want that in my heart this morning. Like Solomon asked for a, an understanding heart, Lord, I want self-control on the menu in my heart this morning. This morning, God, I want joy in my spirit. Amen. For those of you who have been in church for a little while, I've got some blue shoes. They're called Jordans. I've renamed them the my Jordans. Uh, and, and like, some of you will get that. Some of you won't get that. Some of you have just got that and gave the same response the first time people heard that as well. But it's like, some of us need to get some Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we come into church. <laughs> Life is a so tough. Life. <laughs> What's on the menu this morning? Yeah. Joy. Yeah. Come on, ask for God to fill your heart with joy. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't know what you're going through, but God does. Yeah. God knows. The Lord says to bring all your cares to Him, yeah. all your worries to Him. Bring them to Him. Stop worrying. Give them to Him. Come on, what's on the menu for you this morning? God has got an understanding heart. He wants to give it to you. Um, the thing I like about this, and I love this, because it's really, really helped me, is that it says, the it's but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. And all the different translations of the Bible that I've read, it's never fruits. It's never S. You can't break these things up. Which I think is awesome. Because, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I get a little bit grumpy, especially after nine o'clock. Filter goes. A little bit of joy might go out the window. A little bit tired. But I generally am a reasonably joyful person. I, I, you know, there's a little bit of pressure and world and life and all that. But I try and keep joy in my spirit. And the, th- the great thing about that is, is if I know I can have joy in my spirit, and it's the, it's the fruit of the spirit, it means I can have gentleness in my spirit. It means I can have kindness in my spirit. It means I can have goodness in my spirit, faithfulness in my spirit. I can have love in my spirit. I was at, uh, just recently, yesterday, we are out at, at, at our T2 overnight, I think, and it was awesome. But I shared, I used to hate asking people to come around our house. My wife, Desiree, she was like, oh, it's Sunday afternoon, let's invite people around. I'm like, why? <laughs> what? I, don't, I don't want to. I want to relax. I want to put my feet up. I want to sleep on the couch. I don't need any more. I don't need it. I don't want more. Why? <laughs> but now it's... And I was going to say, now it's the opposite. No, it's not the opposite. <laughs> now I'm, I'm just saying, oh, let's have these people around. Let's have these people over. Like, oh, oh and uh, the worst thing about it, Desiree has stopped doing this now. She goes, why don't you invite some people over for lunch? I'm like, okay. And then she, she's learned now. She, she rings me uh, as we were going home. Okay, how many people have you asked over? I'm like, oh, I think it's about 16 to 18. <laughs> I was like, hey, we're, we're inviting people over for lunch. Hey, do you want to come for lunch? Oh, yeah, just bring them. It'll be fine. Hey, do you want to come for lunch? Yeah, come on. Come on around. <laughs> and we're like, why? Because I've asked God to do an area, to, to do something in my heart. Uh, I've, I've learned some stuff. But God wants to do the same thing for you. As a parent, I've shared this often. But man, I've held on to the scripture when it comes to uh, self-control because it pushes back against anger and outbursts. As a parent, I've, I've only grown up with the parents that I have and the example that they, they gave. And my, my, my parents aren't Christians. They don't know anything better. They just know the upbringing that their parents gave them. And what their parents gave them and so they they haven't worked through any of this stuff, but now uh, it's my job to go. God, on the menu this morning, as a dad, I I, as I've got self control, I've got patience, I've got goodness, I've got kindness, because I want to be the best dad that I can be. And no, his, his you might already know this, but no one's taught me how to lead a church. You yeah. Like, Amen to that. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so gracious, church, so gracious. <laughs> I can honestly say the first thing that Desiree and I did was read through 1 Kings and ask for the heart of Solomon. Have we always got it right? (laughs) No. Don't laugh at that one. We've made lots of mistakes. Here's a newsflash. We're going to keep making mistakes. But we're going to get some things right too. We're going to continue loving people. We're going to continue having patience for people. We're going to continue opening our hearts to people. Why? Because we've learned how to guard our hearts. We've learned how to ask for what's on the menu. We're going to finish with this scripture because we we're almost done anyway. But just turn over just a little bit to your right from Galatians to Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through to 9. And I, I, I just believe that this is the scripture that is going to help us this morning. Philippians chapter four, verses four to nine. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Here it is, verse six. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we uh, can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting it into practice, all you, all you learn and receive from me, every, everything you heard from me and saw me do, then God of peace will be with you. Verse 7, then you will experience. God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand, and His peace will guard your heart. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. The number one thing to guard in your heart is to pray about everything, not to worry about it. You know, for us this morning, we can we can have a, an experience where we could go into a a restaurant with our worry and you know what oh, God this this is, this needs to be on the menu this morning i need, i need joy on the i need peace i need the fruit of the spirit i i need you this morning i need, i, I want to open up my heart to you lord i'm tired of going through I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of this hurt. I'm tired of this pain. I want to have an understanding heart. I want to. I want to be. L- l- I want to be that person that l- gets to that place. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received for me. Oh, sorry, verse nine, eight. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing: fix your thoughts on what is true and holy and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. We're going to make mistakes in life, but it doesn't mean we don't have to address our character. Let me say that again. We'll make mistakes in life, but it doesn't mean we don't need to address our character. Our character is is who we are, but man, uh, there's nothing like an attitude adjuster from heaven. There's (laughs) there's nothing like Him, the Lord God Almighty, (laughs) the Holy Spirit coming and just meeting you where you're at letting him adjust stuff in your life. But you know what? He's only going to adjust it when he's invited. He'll never force himself on you. He'll only do it when he's invited. I felt God say to me two things this morning. He said there's going to be supernatural heart surgery. But he also said, I want you to pray for anyone who has physical heart issues because he wants to heal both. And so we're going to jump to our feet just because we just have a moment like this. And so physically, uh, you don't need, if if you want to keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself and just reach out to God. But if you'd like someone to lay hands on you, We'll, 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 we'll lay hands on you. The Bible says to lay hands on the sick, and they'll be healed. If you've got heart a heart condition, God wants to heal you this morning. Physical heart condition. I, don't, I just I just 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 felt it in worship. God said, "I want you to pray for physical heart conditions." So if you'd like someone to pray with you, just lift your hand up. That's fine. If if you just want to keep it to yourself, reach out to Jesus. It's okay. So just shoot your hand up real high. And some people will come and just lay hands on you and just pray with you. Cool. One over there, one over there. Just going of in this moment of worship, you know, God's doing the physical thing at the moment, but get ready for a supernatural heart healing. Don't don't tune out right now. Let's, let's continue ministering with the Holy Spirit. If you can't reach someone, worship. Worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're doing what you're asking us to do. And by faith, Lord, we release healing over the physical heart. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we receive love from God. Broken heart healed in Jesus' name. Every heart disease gone in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, right now. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that it's your love that fills our heart. Healing, healing. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit EquipusChurch.com.